Hello and welcome. Yesterday, we looked at the key word in dying to self, which is, do you remember what it was? It is reckon. We get that from Romans 6, verse number 11, which says, Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that word reckon means to figure, to account, to think, or consider something to be. It's a conclusion you make based on the evidence that you have. And Romans 6 up to that point has laid out really all of Romans, but specifically Romans 6 has laid out how when Christ died, he also crucified your old flesh so that it should not have any more dominion over you. It doesn't have the power that it once had, because now the Holy Spirit is living in you. Christ is living in you, and so you should reckon yourselves dead indeed unto sin, dead unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, I'd like to continue talking about that word reckon and how you can do that on a daily basis, on an, on an active, regular basis in your life, reckoning yourself dead unto sin, being dead to self. Now, this does not mean that you will achieve sinless perfection this side of this life. This is not a suppression of the flesh. Uh, this reckoning is appropriation of Jesus Christ as our life, a reckoning of ourselves to be dead to sin, and a yielding of ourselves to Jesus as those that are alive from the dead. There's a little word that the Lord has given for our help in the hour of need. Let us reckon ourselves to be dead to sin, to be dead to sin indeed. There's another word that the Lord has given in the very same verse we read, let us reckon ourselves as alive in him, as alive and alive indeed. Let us reckon, 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 reckon rather than feel. Let us be true to the reckoning and God will make it real. If you have your Bible, go to 1 Peter, please. 1 Peter, I'm flipping here in my Bible right now. 1 Peter chapter number 2, 1 Peter 2, beginning in verse number 21, the Bible says, For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example, that ye should follow his steps. Now that, that book, In His Steps, came from this verse right here. And it explored how would life be different if somebody and Christians, if a town, if everybody, a church, were to only do what they really truly believe Jesus would do and to do it how Jesus would have them to do it. Well, this particular, and that's great, this particular context is talking about how Jesus dealt with suffering. Okay, so he's on his way to the cross. Um, verse 20, right before it said, for what glory is it if when you be buffeted for your faults, you take it patiently, but if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. Then it goes on, Christ left us an example that we should follow his steps in this matter. Verse 22 of First Peter 2, who did no sin, neither was guile or deceit found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, reviled not again, when he suffered, he threatened not but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously, who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, 
should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Christ died on the cross for us, so that we could receive forgiveness of sins, and also receive deliverance from the power of those sins today, from the dominion, the ruling of those sins in our lives today. And we identify with Christ's death on the cross, and we identify with Christ's life from the grave. By the way, can I point out Jesus going ahead, uh, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. Do you know what that's a great example of? Being dead to self. Now we know that Jesus didn't have that body of sin, but he still dealt with sin around. He still had flesh. He still was tempted in every way. We know from Hebrews, tempted in every point. He in the garden asked his father deliberately and earnestly, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Christ was dead to self. We ought to be dead to self. We are dead to sin, but alive unto Christ. Picture yourself upon that cross. Reckon yourself to be dead to sin and alive unto Jesus. You know, when you're dead to self, you can be sincere and genuine. You don't have to struggle to please others, to be something you're not, because you're not living as a punk, not trying to get along with people, but you're not living to please people. You're living to please Christ. And when you're dead to self, you can simply be used by God. Not I, but Christ, be honored, loved, exalted. Not I, but Christ, be seen, be known, be heard. Not I, but Christ, in every look and action. Not I, but Christ, in every thought and word. F.B. Meyer wrote, If we will acquire the habit of saying no, not only to our bad, but to our good self, if we will daily deliver ourselves up to death for Jesus' sake, if we will take up our cross and follow the Master, though it be to His grave, we will become increasingly conscious of being possessed by a richer, deeper, diviner life than our own. I remind you of how we started this subject, John twelve twenty four, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone, but if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit." I'd like to bring forth fruit in my Christian life. I'd like to have something to show for what I do for Christ, what I do in Christ. And I can only do that by being dead to self. Only. If we continue to walk in the flesh, if we do not reckon ourselves dead to sin and alive unto Christ, then no fruit will be produced. Jesus said in John fifteen eight, Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. And the only fruit that pleases God is spiritual fruit, which is only produced by, you got it, the Spirit. You can only get spiritual fruit by the Spirit of God. 
That's spiritual fruit in Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. All of that, that only comes by the Holy Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit of God is only producing fruit in the life of a Christian who is dead to self only. The fruit that appears from the flesh, no matter how nice it might look, does not please God. God is not glorified in even nice-looking stuff. Wax fruit from your fake tree, your, your striving in self, trying to make people think you look good or trying to appease your conscience by doing good things. Christ isn't pleased with that. He needs you to be dead to self. 2 Corinthians 6.16, 6, And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God and they shall be my people. You know, Christ lives in us. If you're saved, Christ lives in you. Colossians 2, 6, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. When we reckon ourselves to be dead, we will no longer want to give a piece of our minds. We'll no longer struggle with bitterness or wrath or anger or clamor. Husbands will not be bitter against their wives. Wives will not rail against their husbands. Words that hurt will not be exchanged. Children will obey their parents. On and on and on. I love that story Brother Bobby Robertson told about driving Lester Roloff to or from the airport. And they were close. They were cutting up, carrying on, making jokes. And... Brother Bobby tells the story, he told the story, he's passed away years ago, but he told the story about how he said something that he felt might have gone too far and hurt Brother Roloff's feelings because Brother Roloff was quiet there as they drove along. And he said, Brother Roloff, I'm sorry if what I said hurt you. And Brother Roloff replied, Brother Bobby, if you hurt me, it's my fault. I'm supposed to be dead. A young man was trying to understand what it meant truly to be dead to self. So he goes to the preacher and he asks, what does it really mean to be dead to self? How do I know if I'm dead to self? And he said, well, you know that brother, brother Bill, let's call him Bill. Brother Bill just departed from us. He passed away. He's in that cemetery out there beside the church. What I'd like you to do is go to his grave and I'd like you to kick at his grave and be as mean as you can to him. Give him everything that you got. Say what's on your mind. Try to think of anything you ever didn't like about him and more. So the guy goes out there and while he didn't curse at the preacher's behest, he, he told him off. He told him what he thought of him. He told him everybody said about him during his life. He kicked at his grave, kicked some dirt up on the tombstone and came back in. The preacher said, what did he do? And the guy said, nothing. He said, that's right. Now I want you to go back out there. And I want you to say everything nice you can think about Brother Bill. I want you to just shower him with blessings. And so the guy went back out, brought him some flowers, picked some flowers in the field right there, laid them on the tomb, dusted off the dirt that he had kicked up there, apologized, and, and told him that he was just the best guy. He was the best Sunday school teacher. He was so nice. He loved to see him. He was so faithful, even though he wasn't. But he was just going on and on about old Brother Bill. 
And he came back in. The preacher said, did you do it? He said, yeah. The preacher said, what did he do? The guy said, nothing. He said, that's right. He said, until you die to praise and criticism, then you are not dead to self. Except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Ladies and gentlemen, today let us reckon ourselves dead indeed unto sin, but alive through Jesus Christ our Lord.